Welcome to another episode of Trap Talk. Today we have the pleasure of interviewing the Bartholomew brothers. Also, we have our co-host, Richard Marshall Jr. Welcome to the show, everyone. Hello. Hello. Hey, guys. Ricky, could you do the pleasure of uh, introducing our guest, please? Absolutely. So today we have Matt and Foster Bartholomew from Rapid City, South Dakota. So I've known these two for, I guess, since they probably started shooting. And they've burst onto the scene, and, and they're uh, a, uh, a rebel to be dealt with. You know, I've shot with Matt. I don't, Foster, I don't think we've shot any registered shoots together. Shoot-offs. Shoot-offs. Yeah. Um, but uh, Foster won the 2008 Clay Target co-champion with my good buddy, uh, Leo Harrison III. So that was a, a week-long uh, shoot-off event for Foster. Uh, with that, with Leo, and that's how they determine, you know, champions. I think ATA was afraid they were going to lose money on all the shoot-off targets. And, uh, and then Matt, uh, he won the 2011, the 2021, and 2022 doubles championships. So Matt is a, a demon on the uh, on the double side for sure, but also in, in all the events. So welcome to the show, guys. Hey, thanks for having us. Yep. Yeah, it's exciting to have people of your caliber. You know, normally we might have one person of your caliber, but to have two people of that caliber on the show is is amazing. So we appreciate your time. That being said, uh, the question that we want to ask as brothers: Did you guys both start shooting at the same time? Uh, was it was there one that started earlier than the other? And kind of just give us your journey, and then it doesn't matter which one of you goes first. But we'd love to hear from both of you. Yeah, we. Uh... I started when I was in seventh grade. Foster's two years older than me, so he was in ninth grade. Um, we did start at the same time. We found a flyer at our school saying, you know, there's a five-week, you know, hunter, not hunter safety course, but like intro to trap shooting, basically. So we went out, and after the second week, I think, we were hooked and, you know, begging our parents to uh, get us trap guns and the vests, you know, everything. So, you know, and... You know, it was, it kind of exploded from there. You know, it, we quit all the other sports that we were in and, uh, you know, just fell in love with it. Now, Foster, how long? So you were in ninth grade and, and Matt was in seventh. So does that mean Matt's got a little more experience than you do now, I guess, or what? I mean, I don't... yeah, that's, that's a good way to put it. Yeah. It, you know, like, like Zach said, we usually have one person on here that's, you know, a, a good shot or whatever, but. We got two, you know, All-Americans. Uh, Matt, you were seven-time All-American currently, and Foster, you're a three-time All-American, you know, and multiple world champion on Matt's side. You know, Foster, you won the this Clay Torrey, which I've yet to win. I've been runner-up like five times in the dang thing. But um, to have you both in the same bloodline, you know, but now people don't realize this. Your dad, Bud, was a professional pitcher, correct? Yep. Yeah, yes. he yeah, he he uh he was with Philadelphia, I think, for a while. And yeah, he he could uh <laughs> he could throw them hard. <laughs> we Does that learned mean that, that you growing had a few, up. <laughs> a few whoopings with with that hand, Matt is what you're telling me. Uh, he taught us how to pitch and man, we <laughs> we could toss them hard too. But yeah, I mean when he yeah. wanted to, he'd he'd throw one in there and it every once in a while it would uh you know, hurt to catch it. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. So in South Dakota, is the youth programs are they pretty big? Are they small? Um, they, what do you think? 
they're small but growing. Okay. Um, you know, it's definitely not like a Minnesota or a Nebraska or a Kentucky, but um, it's finally getting a foothold in the public schools out here a little bit. You know, it was in private schools for a while, but it's finally getting into those public schools, mostly the smaller ones, but a couple now, of bigger schools are coming around too. Do you guys have any effect on that? Do you help out on the youth stuff at all or? Um, we try to, um, every year we do a huge youth clinic for free. Um, we've yep. done it in peer, um, our state capital the past few years. Um, you know, I don't know how many, how many kids do you think we've had there foster? I'd say, I mean, starting off probably 150 to 300 kids, parents, coaches, but, um, or it's been probably what, like two, I think last year was 260 kids. Yeah, not including parents and parents. coaches. So you're, yeah. you're over five, so. six hundred people at your at your free clinic. Yep. So I mean, it's it it's a big clinic, and you know, it's we we try and help as much as we can, and it's great to you know we invite anyone from our state to be able to come. You know, other states, you know, if they want to make the drive, they certainly can too. But yeah, it's so we try to can, we try to give back where we can and kind of promote the sport just because it's. You know, it's yeah. so good to get these kids into it, yeah. but, you know, just no, got to work with the schools a little bit. Well, can I, can I send Zach up? He needs a lesson, so. <laughs> might need to book two for him. <laughs> Double, then single, then I'll, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'll just go around the world. <laughs> so, you know, and we appreciate you guys doing that. I mean, that's a, that's a huge give back to the sport. I've yeah. actually met some of the kids that have said mm -hmm. they've done the class with you and how they learned so much. From you guys as a wealth of knowledge. And I, I mean, to do that for free, I mean, I don't know many people that are doing that. So that's, you know, a, a big thank you to the sport of trap shooting and to every one of our, our listeners. Um, yeah. So we appreciate it. Yeah. yeah well, and we you. can definitely get the, the info for your class and, you know, post it to if you, I mean, you might get a little more than what you bargained for, but, you know, I mean, everybody, and it's, it's good to see that. I mean, I know I do a lot of stuff in Nebraska with the youth program stuff with our state shoot, getting sponsors and giving back. And just the look on some of these kids' face when they win something, let alone it might be a door prize or they go out and they got a question and I'm there and I answer questions. And, and I know I've seen you guys interact with the kids. You do the stuff at the grand like I do with the, you know, the classes. And, and it, it really, it puts a smile on these kids' face that normally sometimes people just don't give them the time of day, mm -hmm. you know, and, and I always look back and say, I was that kid that was walking around watching Leo shoot, you know, watching Frank Hoppy shoot. And I'd ask a question and, and they would, oh yeah. And I'm like, and then today someone asked me, and people would go, why do you take time to do that? And I'm like, we all put our pants on the same way. You right. make time. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You make time. And now I think all of us were one of those kids at one point in time. I probably still am, but mm -hmm. you know, it's, it's just one of those things. But that being said, Going back to what you said about your father being a professional pitcher, mm -hmm. how much do you guys think your genes, hand-eye coordination comes into your guys' game? Were you naturals at it, or was it something that you just worked at a ton and 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 built it to what it is? <laughs> so basically two different stories here. Um, Foster <laughs> is a natural at just anything he does when it comes to shooting. He can shoot rifles, pistols. He can shoot a shotgun left-handed, sporting clays, skeet, anything. I I focus on trap, and <laughs> that's it for me. Like I go hunting 
um, once trap season's over, but you know, it's, it's just a lot of work just for me to do trap. So, you know, I'm not saying Foster doesn't work hard at all, but you know, he, he was a natural from the beginning. I think he shot a 25 straight on his second or third night shooting where it took me like a year to do it. And, you know, so it was chasing him for a while, you know, yeah, the, the genes are there. The hand-eye coordination is there, but you know, it took me a lot of, you know, dedication to get there, you know, but you know, also watching Foster be able to just go out and do it is pretty cool too. Yes. Yeah. What Matt's really saying is I had a good opportunity to beat him right away and then he got really good and now it's a lot tougher. <laughs> yeah, a lot tougher. Foster had that right off the bat success mm-hmm. and then you were like looking at it from the other end saying, well, I don't want my brother to beat me and you put that work in. So, mm-hmm. so, so Foster, you know, what is your style? I mean, are you a high, a high hold point, low hold point? What are you working on and what are the things that you're doing to get you in the zone and to run, I mean, obviously over a thousand clays and be the co-champion of uh, the clay target, which in my opinion, I think that's probably one of the hardest trophies, if not the hardest trophy to win in, in the United States. Well, I would say they're all equally, they, they all have their own difficulties, right? Of accomplishing mm-hmm. and, and coming home with the ring is a huge honor. Um, doesn't matter if it's single doubles or handicap. Um, but you brought up a really good point of the dedication, what it takes to become, uh, an elite shooter at the top of, of your game. Um, Matt and I have two completely different styles and we talked about this a lot. Like I'm a one-eyed shooter, Matt's a two-eyed shooter. Um, if we talk about doubles, I shoot it backwards compared to most people. He is a normal human being. So there's a lot of different styles and I really have to commend Matt of how he put in the time to learn his game and his discipline of what he needs. Cause when you go on watch Matt, um, it doesn't matter singles, handicap or doubles. Um, he has that perfect routine. Uh, I mean, it's beyond, I'd say any other trap shooter that I know he has his routine, but how he gets focused, um, is it's, it's amazing to watch, but I mean, me personally, I'm more like my dad where, uh, I can turn it on instantly and I'm, I'm ready to go, uh, focused and, um, like Matt said, he, he has to take a little bit more time to get ready and get in the zone, but we each have our own ways of just like you, you have your own way of mentally preparing. Um, and we all just have to figure that out of what you have to do personally to be able to go out and perform your best every single time. So if I'm hearing you correctly for foster, it's more natural. You know, it's more like I'm looking at the target, it's happening. And for, for Matt, it's a layered of this is my process every single time. And mm-hmm. I built this game this way. And if I'm doing it this way, I have success. And 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 it's a method versus a instinct and a reaction. Is that correct? Yeah, that's absolutely yeah, that's pretty accurate. Um yeah, when when Foster says, you know, I have this routine and I do. I listen to the same songs before I go out and shoot every time. I watch targets for half an hour or so. Um, you know, and it, it's just what I found. That's what it takes for me to be able to, like Foster said, flip the switch on to go from, you know, walking around mode to trap shooting mode to find that focus. And, you know, I wish I had the ability to just, you know, flip it on like that, like Foster does. Cause, you know, he's back there, he's chatting with people. You know, I, while I'm over there by myself, you know, just like looking at targets and, yeah. 
you know, people look at me and they're like, man, like he's so in the zone. And I'm just like, this is what I have to do, you know, but that's what it takes for me. And you know, yeah, going through that every time is what I have to yeah, do. So yeah, everybody's makeup's different. I'm like Foster. I go from selling guns, being in Craig off, being a white flyer to people calling. They're like, Hey, we got a post. We're up on it. We're right there. And I run down and, and I jump out. I get my glasses on. I'm like, okay, let's go. Mm-hmm. And I go out and, and shoot, but, and we've shot together. Yep. You know, Matt, we shot actually in 2013 and, you know, I, I come off losing the all around to, to Lauren at the grand and missing the last one. And she won great. I was happy for, her, you know, pissed at myself, but then going to Vernal and we shot all week together. Foster, mm-hmm. I think you were hunting if I remember correctly. Yeah. Turkey hunting or snow. Yeah. You, yeah, you couldn't come because right. it was just your dad and Matt and he shot with me and, and Bill and, and Petey. And that was mm-hmm. a, a chore, you know, and <laughs> we, and I remember the whole time shooting and I had a great, you know, shoot start to finish, but mm-hmm. Matt struggled on handicap. He just, and he was struggling. And I remember the one day your dad saying to Bill, he's like, yeah, I wish he'd get his handicap gun out. And Bill looked at me and that <laughs> night we were having a drink and he goes, but Barslow said to me, I wish Matt would get his handicap gun out today. We we're shooting handicap. And I go, well, I know they carry, they have a few guns with them, but I go, okay. And so then on Sunday's handicap, we go out and, and Matt and I were straightening all around and, and I never forget you missed on the first trap. I yep. always remember that. And he missed one and we, our whole squad were in the middle 50. And then we got to the last trap and I was still straight. And Petey shot the trap house a couple times. <laughs> yeah. Seven trigger issues. <laughs> throwing around in circles and bills of their like, Oh my God. And I remember we got done. I broke the 400. Matt broke 399. And Matt goes, well, I'm glad I brought my handicap gun out today. And Bill goes, yeah, no, like wait until the last day. <laughs> right. <laughs> and we laughed, but, you know, and the best part of that whole shoot, I mean, we had a great time shooting together. I mean, we won. Well, I won the single, or I won the handicap and the all-around overall, and you won the singles doubles, didn't you? Or, or, I think so. I think you, because I remember yeah. you shot like, 300 in the shoot off against Stu Welton, but yeah, for doubles. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. The best part of this whole story is for our listeners is Matt's a very just laid back, easygoing guy. He'll talk to anybody just like Foster will, just like I do. Zach does. We're just chatting there and here comes Stu and he broke 398 in the all around. And I broke the 400 Matt broke 399. He goes, Jesus, I break 398 in the all round. I don't even get a sniff and anything. And Matt just nonchalantly goes, I guess you should have shot better. <laughs> <laughs> I about fell over. I was like, damn, good shot. And then he goes, okay, well, let's go shoot doubles. Right. I just started laughing. And I'll never forget that. That whole ride home, I drove home that night. And I just, it chuckled me the whole time. I was like, here's a guy that just Easy key, just nice. No, and but Stu is known to jab a little bit, you yeah. know. And when he did that and just straight face on and Sean Holly, I never forget. Sean was like, Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's, back here. Anyway, that's hilarious. Right? I, I appreciate that you did that, Matt. That makes me giggle <laughs> right eternally. I'll never forget that now. So well, well, man, like, like me and Ricky were shooting together all week and we, every championship event, like you said, we were straight going yep. into it. I end up with a 399, 
I take runner up with the 399 and people are just coming up and they're like, you're going to win the, the, the 400. And I was like, no, I'm not this guy right here. Beat me right next to me. So all day I'm dealing with that. And then Stu came up and he was like, well, I'm going to get third. And I was like, man, I've been hearing about it all day too. <laughs> yeah, I mean, oh, how, yeah. How, how do you feel bad for a guy when he breaks 398, you break 399 and you get beat. Right. It's like, and, and, and I'll never forget this. The first time I broke hundred from the 27, I lost the dang shoot off. And somebody came up to me and they're like, how do you break hundred from the 27 and lose? And I'm like, it's, it's just, it's just how it goes sometimes. I mean, you gotta mm-hmm. do better, but yeah. um, that was the perfect response. Right? Oh, <laughs> it, it was epic. Zach. You had to be there. And I mean, it was such a great time. We had a great squad, a four man squad. And every time we got up to the shoot, there was no screwing around us. Boom, mm-hmm. boom, 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 boom. And we, right. I mean, we just moved along. Yep. So, so going on. into the season for for you both, um, do you both have different training reg- regimens that you do going into a season, or are you the same? And and share us, share with us, please, what you guys do and how you guys get ready for the year. So I will probably around you know February, right around this time, I'll. I'll get my gun back out and start doing gun lifts, you know, anything to get that muscle memory back. Um, you know, just a bunch of gun lifts every night. And then, you know, we have blizzards here until probably April. So, um, you know, once, once we can, once I can get out as early as I can and start, you know, getting any amount of practice in, I'll get out there. Um, my training regimen's a little different than Foster's. I'll go out you know, four times a week and shoot a box at a time and then go home. And that's, that's just what I need to, it's just to keep my mental game strong and not overdo it, not get stuck in a rut because I'm trying to shoot too much. You know, if there's an issue, I'll try and correct it. But as long as everything's mentally good, you know, one box, two box, you know, whatever I have to do, just, that's what I do. So, so going into that, you said box or two box. Are you saying box of handicap, box of signals, or just one box and you're done? And in that training, are you trying to do it the same every time? Or are you trying new things like different hold points, different look points? What What's your belief on that? So I, you know, it's, it's kind of a curse, but I, I do everything exactly the same every single time. I'm not really experimenting with new hold points or anything like that. Um, what I do is what we call it. Our clinics, we call it perfect practice. We go out there and you shoot as many as you want to, but perfectly, you know, you know, mentally focused for every single shot, you know, not going out there for, to shoot a quantitative amount, but a qualitative amount. So you go until you feel good is, you know, how I look at it. You know, once, once I feel confident up there, you know, I'm, I'm done. You know, I'll, I'll go out sometimes I'll shoot one or two shells, one or two posts. You know, that's it. And I'm good. You feel but, ready. And yeah. I watched your video on YouTube the other day about shooting doubles. And mm-hmm. I noticed that your gun point was a little bit higher. Mm-hmm. You were waiting for the target to come to your barrel yep. and you were crushing it and then making a nice clean move over. Yep. Is that how you're shooting handicap and singles also? Are you waiting for the target to break plate at a higher area or are you digging it out from the floor like me and Ricky. Um, so I shoot all three of them very differently from each other. Um, 
doubles. Yeah, I, I trap that target. I find where it's going to be, just pull the trigger and then just move to the second one. Um, that just gives me a lot of time in between the first and second shot to make a good move. Um, you know, it, it causes me to ha- not have my brain panic in between shots just because there's so much time to get there. Um, handicap. I start my gun really, really low compared to a lot of people. Like the highest I'll go is like the top of the trap house. Um, usually I'm down halfway or even like three quarters of the way towards the bottom of the trap house. Okay. And, you know, I'll get my gun. Um, you know, that's my hold point, And then I'll kind of float my eyes above, you know, about where I think I'm going to see the target come out. So, you know, wherever I think I'm, about going to see it. So it's probably three, four feet above the house is where my eyes are, but I'll just kind of soft focus and try and pick up with my direct vision where that target is. And as soon as my eyes can get there, then my barrel will start chasing it. Um, as far as singles goes, um, I hold a higher gun. I'm usually two feet above the house and, um, I'm looking my eyes. I'm actually bringing down below the barrel. And that helps me kind of pick up the target a little quicker. Sooner. I'm not having to wait. To, yeah. I'm not having to wait until the target goes over my barrel before I can see it. Um, I'm a two eyed shooter, so I'm kind of blessed in that area that I can actually do that. But, yeah, you know, like, you know, one eyed shooters kind of usually have to hold low and look high almost. But I'm I'm holding high and looking low. And that kind of helps me just pick up the target quick and react as fast as I can. So for Foster, you being a one-eyed shooter, Foster, do you do it completely different than your brother, or is it very similar? Um, yeah, it's definitely a lot different. Um, and my my routine for getting going right away in the spring is a lot different from Matt's because I'm turkey guiding or turkey hunting. Um, and then basically it gets to that point where it's like, okay, I got to be done with the turkey season and start worrying about trap shooting uh so matt definitely has um a good month month and a half um of extra practice i would say before i kick into my shooting routine um so mine's a little bit i guess more unorthodox compared to matt's where it's it looks a little bit more scrambled where it's just like let's go i'm going out there um matt's shooting you know a box typically um maybe two boxes a night where i'm just like all right let's get this thing going and start shooting 100 200 rounds and uh ready to rock and roll so it it uh it works for me um one thing that i do is i will write down basically when i get done at the grand i'm writing down basically like what positions uh music i'm listening to hold points um all the different stuff taking photos so when i get ready to go out and shoot in the springtime I'm looking at all these notes and it puts my mental thought right back in that same position of where I left, I guess last, um, left, left it. Um, yeah. yeah. And, um, and so it's, it's nice. Cause then, you know, hold points are exactly the same and ready to rock and roll. And so when I start shooting, it's just more that muscle memory that I'm picking back up. Um, but I have my whole mental and physical routine. Okay. Do you use, now, I know, you know, Matt said that you shoot sporting, ski, whatever. Do you yeah. ever shoot any of those disciplines to help you with trap at all? Or do you stick mainly to trap? I mean, I'll shoot them a little bit here and there. and Definitely nothing like you. Um, I just like having fun with those more or less. Yeah. And then, um, honestly, I try to shoot it 
after the grand. Okay. Um, but I mean, there's times where, you know, go out during the grand and I'll shoot with like the Winchester guys or, um, you know, different, different people that, uh, have a lot of experience that can teach me stuff on that too. So, um, but I would say, I mean, it's, as you know, it's, it's nice because you have so many different, uh, positions and angles and everything that that gets me more ready for hunting where trap shooting, I try to focus more on trap shooting during the summer, just the more repetition, uh, muscle memory I can build up for trap shooting, the better. You're, you're shooting the, the, the quantity of targets versus Matt that's shooting a little bit less. Yeah. What I'm hearing. And that's, and I'm kind of like Matt on the side of when I go shoot trap, I go, okay, I'm going to shoot 75 handicap today. That's it. Yeah. No matter how I shoot, this is what I want to accomplish. And, and if I feel like eh, I didn't, okay, I might shoot one more box in there, but yeah, most of the time I'm just, I'll do that. But yeah, I shoot a lot of sporting actually throughout the summer because we have a sporting league and it's, there's some pretty good prize money involved in it. And I'm like, <laughs> I like me some cash. <laughs> so, Heck yeah. Uh, one question know, we, we get asked a lot too is why we don't shoot league, you know, out at, out at our local club. Mm-hmm. And we used to do that, but it just kind of turned into, uh, we're shooting different yardages. We're, mm-hmm. you know, not really focused on trap shooting and mm-hmm. building our, our game versus just going out and having fun. Um, so that's kind of why we got away from that, um, where we can just go out and practice, focus on doing everything right, getting our game, our routine, uh, hammered in. And, yeah. and so, now, yeah, I mean, it's teach their own. Do you get, as speaking of the leagues in Lincoln, Nebraska at our gun club, we got nine traps. We had, God, I think we had like 50 or 60 league teams when I was a kid and, and I shot in them. And, and then as I started to become a better shooter, it got to be where they had little Calcutta's on every other Wednesday and, and okay, I'm on the 27 yard line. Okay. I'd win the first couple and then, Oh, third night, everybody gets three yards off. And it's like, okay, cool. I'm on the, they're like, no, no, not you. <laughs> and so it got to be where it was almost people were like, why are you shooting leagues? Why are you taking our, tr-? I'm like, cause I want to shoot. I mean, mm-hmm. you, you want the trophy? I, fine. I'm just, I just want to shoot. You know, and th- did you guys run into anything like that at all? Um, you know, a little bit. Um, our club made it a rule that you can win one trophy. At least that's how it used to be when we were growing up at that point. They made it a rule that you could only win one trophy per shoot just because, you know, honestly, Foster and I would go in there. Mostly Foster at that point, but, you know, he'd go in there and clean, he'd win. Clean every- sweep. Yeah, he'd win everything. And, yeah, like I get that's frustrating for you know mm-hmm. all the other shooters. So I mean, we 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 stuck with that. That's fine. Like, yep. we're we're not greedy. We're not trying to take everyone's trophies. But yeah, we we dealt with a little bit of that. But you know, it's, well, you want to win. That's the thing. When you're you guys were growing up, when your dad being a professional athlete, you didn't come from hey, just go out there and give it a little try. You you were, and that's how I was raised. Is like you're gonna put a hundred percent into it you're out there to win and, and no prisoners. And that's, you know, and, and that's mm-hmm. why I kind of gravitated over to shooting some of the other disciplines. That's why one year I shot skeet leagues and everybody's like, why are you shooting skeet leagues? I said, cause they said a trap shooter can't win. And I won the 12 gauge average that year. There you and go. They were, and my team was the only one clapping for me up there. And I'm like, <laughs> you know, it was just, 
I was like, I just want to shoot a, a clay target. Mm-hmm. You right? know, I, I don't care what. Yeah. And and that's what, and that's kind of what I guess I've gravitated to over the last 10 or so years is going to sporting shoots, skeet shoots, and just explaining. Cause Zach will tell you, we were in Dubai and people were like, oh, trap shooters, <laughs> you know, and then I'd break the target and they were like, is he really just a trap shooter? You know, and it was, but that we're just trying to like, hey, let's just enjoy shooting sports. It don't matter what, if you're an international skeet shooter, you know, trap shooter, American trap, skeet sport, whatever. Let's just enjoy the shooting sports. But, and, and that, you know, leads me to another question. I think after the grand, I think you guys ought to come down and shoot the uh, national sporting class championships one of these years. Good. I was going to last year. <laughs> I honestly was looking into it. Um, I drew my elk tag last year after 23 years of applying in the Black Hills of South Dakota. So that put the uh, damper on that one. And yeah, yeah so I had, yep. Yeah. Hey, you guys do end up coming. We can put together a heck of a trap squad. There we go. <laughs> That's how we started that deal years ago. Me and Bobby Chambers and Josh Taylor and and uh, from White Flyer and Joey Hill from Easy Go. We were like, where's a bunch of trap shooters? Let's grab, and I've done it for like this past year was my 11th year, but only 10th main event. Cause the one year I had to leave, I had clinics going on, but it's a, it's a, it's basically it's just a big golf cart, you know, side by side rally. Yeah. You know, <laughs> there won't be a fairway going away target that'll live that week. If we get four of us out there. No kidding. So I, I know you mentioned earlier, uh, you know, a little bit of the trophies and that brings me to a question. Don't you guys do something in regards to engravings or trophies? Don't you have a business related to that? And if you could share us a little bit about that. Yeah, um, I actually do like gun, trophy, any sort of metal engraving. Um, I did one last year for Browning and they raffled it off at the uh, at the Grand there. Um, but yeah, I do, you know, pistols, shotguns, so anything. All, all so. custom hand engraved stuff. And I've seen yep. your work. I mean, it's yep. beautiful. It's, it's very detail oriented and and yeah. you can pretty much take anything and and make it look beautiful. Oh yeah, yeah, I, uh, yeah. It's all hand engraved, like you said. Um, the one I did for Browning had like thirty hours of engraving into it, but yeah, it takes a long time. It's you know, yeah. it it's kind of, it gets boring. Yeah, meticulous is the right word. Yeah, I don't think. <laughs> yeah, I it's meticulous work. I, I I wouldn't <laughs> even be able to do those little coloring books where you stand between the lines. <laughs> Like that's right. not, not for me. So yeah, you know, you've got a much more steady hand than the Italian for sure. <laughs> right. I'll, I'll second that one too. <laughs> so earlier, I mean, I didn't want to let this go by, but you said it and I, and I didn't catch on it. You said you have a handicap gun. I know you guys are known as the Browning brothers. I mean, you guys pretty much hit everything with a Browning more than anyone I've ever met. You know, how many guns do you guys use? And what are the configurations, if you want to share with the listeners, as far as what's your equipment, how are you using it, choke tubes, just as much as you want to elaborate on that. Yeah. So, you know, with the, yeah, the reason I had, so back to the Vernal story. <laughs> um, so at that point, you know, I was shooting this long run for singles. I ended up getting like 1,840 in a row without missing. So. Right. So I had this bright idea. I was like, oh, my God, like this gun is working so well for singles. I'm going to use it for handicap. So I was like, OK, so I started using it for handicap. And I mean, Ricky was there. 
didn't work. I was so, like, he just broke a hundred singles, right? <laughs> you know, and I'm shooting what like eighty nines and stuff. Yeah, didn't work out. So yeah, cracked my uh, handicap gun back out for the last one. But yeah, we um, I use a different gun for each discipline. Um, they're all set up very differently. My handicap gun is longer. It's a unsingle, gives me a lot more room to you know see where the target is. The singles, you know, it's kind of medium. It's pretty much straight out of the box. There's no recoil reducer or anything, um, but it it it's the top single, so you know, the rib is a lot lower, so I can kind. Of, it feels like I can get to that target a little quicker, just because there's a lot less guesswork with a low rib. It feels like, mm-hmm. and then my doubles gun, I've been shooting that one for I think since the year I won. My first doubles ring so and uh, it's yeah, yeah and it's it's set up like my gun before that one even when i was like 14 it is it's short on me it's a 30 inch barrel like i carry this thing around and it looks like a pop gun in my hands so <laughs> swear to god that he stole it from a kid or something <laughs> right and i mean like the way i have to hold it like my my head rolls over and everything but you know i'm i'm not going to try and fix it because it's not broken so yep. But like, you know, it, it helps me having, you know, a different setup between each discipline just because I don't have to try and worry about taking spacers out or lengthening my gun or anything like that. I can just pick up my other gun and go. Now, what so, what shells do you shoot then, Matt? Um, we shoot Winchester double A's. Yeah. Yep. Do and you I'm, shoot, you know, the different shoot lights for singles? What, what's your configuration for every discipline? I do heavy eights for singles, um, okay. super, super handicap seven and a halfs for the handicap. And then I'm doing a light eight for the first shot in doubles and a heavy eight for the second shot, just okay. to kind of help mitigate the recoil on that first shot. And I'm shooting it fast enough where the speed almost doesn't matter at that point. Yeah. So, yep. Yeah. Yep. Foster, what about you with your guns and, and your ammo? So I'm basically set up <clears throat> very similar to Matt. I have a... Uh, top single uh, Satori XT uh, for singles. Um, kind of the same thing. It's the one that I won the 2008 championship with. Um, like Matt said, if it's not broken, don't fix it. Um, and that's just kind of been like, I've tried a couple other ones and I've always just levitated back to that gun because it just feels right. Um, and, and it just flat out works. Like people have told me, well, the barrel is probably getting close to being worn out. And it's like, well, I'm still shooting hundreds with it, so let's keep rock and rolling. Um, and then for handicap, uh, I have unsingle XT, um, kind of like what Matt said. Just it's nice not having to go back and put more shims in it or try to go in between shoots and worry if I put you know this spacer in or whatever it might be. Because um, I know a lot of trap shooters that do that, and then that's always the number one excuse if they don't shoot good. It's like, oh, I forgot to put this <laughs> in or that in, and yeah. Um, and then for doubles, I'm still rocking the Satori Plus, uh, which I think is a Matt. You won the doubles championship with that one, right? Yeah, I, I won my first doubles championship with that gun, and then I immediately gave it to you for some yeah. reason. <laughs> yeah, I was like, yeah, maybe I can win doubles with it, and didn't, yeah, didn't, definitely didn't happen. But um, but kind of like what Matt said, it, <laughs> yeah, um, it's uh, it's. <laughs> Ricky. <laughs> um, 
it's just one of those things that it fits well. Um, the, the rib height, uh, works really good for me. Cause I, I tried the 725s. I tried the XTs and that gun, um, I shoot them differently. Like obviously one eyed shooter, but I shoot all the right targets first. Um, for whatever reason, that gun just flat out works for me and it just, everything lines up. So mm-hmm. I keep, keep going with that one. Um, shoot it very well, yeah. but obviously not as good as Matt. So, um, but no, I mean, it's just, it, you got to find a gun that fits you. Right. And we all have our own gun, uh, sponsors and it, you could talk days on days of yep. what gun everyone else should use. But at the end of the day, you have to go out and find that one that fits you and that you have confidence with. Absolutely. Now, what about your ammo that you shoot? So I'm, I'm the same exact as Matt. Uh, I did switch to the diamond grade, uh, Winchester diamond grade shells. Um, basically they're seven and a half, uh, very similar to the super handicaps. Uh, but there is a lot or a little bit less recoil with them. Okay. It's just, and you, the, you don't know. They have a little higher antimony shot also, right? Is that <clears throat> the hardness? Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. So it's a little bit harder shot. Um, very similar to the double a specs, um, super hand, super handicap double a specs. Uh, but they do have a little bit less felt recoil, which is nice. Um, the only tough part is availability right now. And I think you see that from every shell manufacturer. Um, so, I mean, if, if we have those, I'll definitely be using them, but if not, then I'll revert back to the super handicaps. Yeah. Okay. So uh, on that note, what is your guys's shooting schedule looking like for 2023? So mine, um, kind of hard to say right now. Um, <laughs> Looking at maybe Minnesota state shoot, um, South Dakota state shoot, yeah. maybe for Iowa state, maybe for central zone and then grand. Okay. I mean, yeah. Um, I had my kid almost five years ago now and you know, it, it kind of slowed down a little bit. It's, it's slowly coming back, but yeah, it's, it's awesome, but it, uh, it definitely made the trap shooting slow down a little bit. <laughs> Wait till they start shooting. Right. <laughs> then the pocketbook oh, slows down a little bit. Right? <laughs> He's already asking to come out and shoot with me. It's the best. <laughs> I oh, love yeah. It. <laughs> yeah. Now, Foster, what about you? What's your schedule going to look like? Very similar to Matt's. Um, minus my whole schedule for the summer is really unknown. Uh, Taylor is expecting. So, congratulations. Yeah. Yeah. So, we're going to see. Um, it's, Right now, uh, the expected date is late August. Couldn't have picked a better time. I promise you that. Um, yeah, so we're just going to see. I mean, if, if I can be down there for, we'll just say, like the AIM Grand and the beginning of the Grand, and I have to fly home, uh, we're, we're blessed that it happened, waiting to see. But um, kind of the whole summer just got turned upside down with the unknown of what's going to happen and uh, yeah. what it's going to look like. Yeah, it 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 happens, kids. You, I mean, my son was born July thirty first. Tyler, you know, mm-hmm. who's fifteen now and shoots. And yeah, I remember uh, he was born. He shoots better than you, right? That's right. Hey, whatever. <laughs> like I, it, it's so funny. Iowa State shoot this year. You know, he he broke a hundred the one day, and I broke ninety nine, and I knew it was coming. Got back to the scores chair. And he he did the old up and down, and I went, yeah. And he goes, finally beat you. And I said, nice job. But, and he did. He shot well. I mean, it was windy. And, and he goes, 
coming for you in doubles. I said, good luck. Good luck. <laughs> so, but yeah, it's, it's, it's a blessing, you know, when you have kids and, and I know you got, you know, both of you have, you know, figure out how to make it all work out with the kids and going to shoots. I know I haven't, but I had even uh, Trey when he was younger and he's 22, you know, with me sitting on the golf cart and Jody's like, this ain't going to work. He's not going to, I don't know how that's going to work, you know, and it worked. And then Tyler, same deal. You know, she's like, I don't think this is a good idea. Him going to this shoot with you. And I got done shooting that day. And, and I called her and she goes, well, how'd it go? And I go, ah. I missed one. And she's like, oh, in the singles? I go, no, in the handicap. She goes, what? And I go, yeah, I broke 99. And I go, and she goes, well, what was Tyler doing? And I said, sitting on the golf cart playing on a phone I gave him. She's like, oh, my Lord. <laughs> so you'll, you'll figure it out. But it, it oh, is yeah. a blessing. And, you know, it's if you got to be there with mama, you got to be there with mama. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's yeah. crazy. I mean, it just feels like yesterday that we were, you know, 15, 16 or just growing up in SCTP coming up on it and crazy how quick time flies by looking up at all the greats, all the great track shooters. And, um, yep. like you said earlier, I mean, it's, it's so cool. Cause now we're in a position that, um, we're blessed to be able to influence a lot of kids. Mm -hmm. And just like you said earlier, like you look at it in that perspective of, I was that kid at one point, you know, looking up to all these great people and we've been blessed that so many of them were so nice to us, you know, and gave us that time of day and would talk mm -hmm. to us and gave us their phone numbers and we could talk to them. Um, and it really influenced and, and changed our lives too. And so we look at it that same way, like, man, how can we influence these kids' lives going forward and, and help them too? Yeah, no. And that's, and that's the greatest thing about shooting is it's the people. It, mm -hmm. It's great to win. You know, we're fortunate all four of us sitting here have won more than our fair share in shooting, you know, and, and looking back at it. And, and I actually just, I got a phone call yesterday from a guy that was looking to a, a longtime shooter in Nebraska. The father had passed away and won a lot of stuff back in the day and has all these trophies and don't know what to do with them. Well, a lot of them are all actually real silver trophies. And, and I said, well, I can find a, someone that could probably, those are would be of some value, you know, and he's like, I don't know. I, I got some out, but I don't know what to do with them. I can't, you can only display so much, you know? Yeah. And, and I said, well, you could donate them. And he's, yeah, I might do that. And if it helps out some youth programs and, and that's the nice thing is looking when I was a kid, there wasn't a lot of youth. There was a few of us, but now it's gotten so big. And I think with these organizations, I mean, they could probably do a little better job on, Getting people, and I know the ATA does with us at the, especially AIM. You know, you guys do one. I do Harlan. Uh, Sherry Legate does one also. And it, you know, if it just influences one or two kids, you know, I, it, I know last year I had a kid that standing there all wrong and I just changed the little stance. The kid broke 100 straight like two days later. And I mean, he was like, oh my God. I said, well, you're the one that did it. It just, you just, there was one little tweak there and, you know, and it just, that's what gets me going. I mean, I, I love to see people, you know, win, especially like Zach. I mean, Zach's a past <laughs> student of mine. I remember yeah. when he won the doubles at the Southwest Grand, he's like, Tyler, start talking smack. I was like, oh, okay, here we <laughs> go. No, no, I don't mean that. But, but, no, 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 no. <laughs> going back to, to helping, you know, the youth foster and Matt, what would a message that you would give to our youth listeners 
What should they be focused on as a young age to really get themselves to, to, to improve their game or get to the level that you guys have been blessed with? You know, I'd say, you know, if you love the sport, you know, practice, practice, practice. You know, it is, especially starting out, you know, those first five, six years, the more time you can spend behind the gun, even if it, you know, go out and practice when you can do gun lifts. If you can't go out and practice, if it's too cold or hailing or whatever, you know, just put the time in to do, you know, whatever you can to go out and practice and, you know, have that mental drive for every single shot, every single time you go out there. How about you, Foster? Yeah. What would you say? There, I mean, there's so much like just you have so many other distractions nowadays too. It's, um, I mean, they, hmm, trying to narrow it down to one thing. I would just like kind of what Matt said, just take the time, practice, um, you know, watch some of these YouTube clips, watch these podcasts, gain as much information as you can to create your own recipe. Because I, I think a lot of kids, um, they get so focused on, like Matt shoots it this way or Foster shoots it this way or Ricky shoots it this way um, that they, they try to look exactly and do exactly as what you would do. Um, and it, if you look at how Matt shoots and how I shoot, like I've tried to have Matt shoot and look at, you have the number one double shooter um, in the world trying to shoot like I do. And you'd swear to God, like, He's like my uh, first time ever picking up brand a gun. New, yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and vice versa, right? Like, um, I mean, just, just the way I shoot compared to the way Matt shoots um, is completely 180. And so, I mean, you got to look at that. But if you're a kid going out um, trying to learn your recipe is what we call it, um, your way of shooting, you just got to try different stuff, you know, and, and look at all these different podcasts, try different things, build it up. And I, I know I sound old with this one, but I take a lot of notes. So, I mean, take down the notes of what yeah. works for you, because if you don't do that, honestly, you, you forget about it. And, and, um, that's, that's my number one thing that if I could go back, I'd be taking notes of what I did in 2008. I'd be taking notes of what I did in 2006 and looking at that. Cause it's really cool. If, you know, 10, 15 years down the road, you could look back on the stuff and go, holy cow, like I used to do it this way, or this was my mental process or just something to remind you of the good old days. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, like way back in the day, like this is how I did it. it. It'd be something really cool. So if you're a kid watching this podcast, um, you know, start taking notes and really get your routine dialed in. And, uh, that's, that's the best advice I have. Yeah, no, that that's awesome. That's a, that's a, I like goals. I'm a goals guy. I try to tell everybody, write down goals. I mean, that's how I grew up shooting at the training center. You had your little, you know, notebook there and, and, uh, you know, keep your journal, keep your journal and stuff. And, and there was always a big deal on goals. And I'm a person of, you know, self satisfaction as all humans are. You know, you, if you set a goal and you achieve it, but that's what I always try to tell a lot of the kids is set a goal, a small goal. Break five straight, you know. I've got kids that are like I've never broke a five. I'm like, well then, set a goal Start five, there, and then yeah. they do it. And they're they smile. Mm -hmm. So you know that that's really good advice, Foster and Matt. I know we have a lot of youth to listen. We have a lot of adults. I get people all the time that'll text me. They're like, 
man, that was a good podcast. You guys asked some good questions. And well, we're all human. We all, and, and go back to you saying your recipe, you know, that's how I teach is, you know, you gotta, if you want to shoot, like I tell people this all the time, I'm six two, three fifty. 350. Like you better go eat some Big Macs. I shoot a 16 inch length of pole, you know, and I shoot 30 inch over and under barrels. And people are like, why don't you shoot 30 juice? Cause I like thirties mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. Oh, okay. I'll buy a set. I'm like, no, 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 no. no. Oh. <laughs> and then they'll go buy a set. And my good buddy, Justin Debris, he's like, I'm buying a set of 30. And he bought those. And Zach, I don't know if you remember, he took them out and shot them and he, he's like, I can't hit water if I fill up a boot. Yeah. <laughs> so he was better off with 30 twos. Exactly. Well, so yeah. that's, you know, that's the thing. And that's where I think by you guys really mm. implementing that with find your own recipe, that's a great way to, to teach anybody. Huge, huge, huge tip. And yeah. I think that's valuable. And I think, you know, pulling it back to what you said earlier, because you've said notes twice now, you said, I like to go back to the mindset that I was in from last season, right? And I think in any of these Midwestern states where we're dealing with four, five, six, seven months off the gun, if you can write down where you were, when you put it away, you're hot and pick that back up again. That is huge. And I think I used to not do that. And now because I was in California, I was shooting 12 months out of the year. So I didn't have to worry about ever putting it down. But since I've moved here, just at the grand or wherever, as I'm finishing up the season, I'm like, okay, where are we at? What's happening? What's working? And, and then come April or May, you're bringing out again and you're there again. You can kind of zoom back a few months. And I, I feel like if you're not yeah. writing that down, you're missing that. And a lot of people don't want to do the book work or the, the mental work that it takes to really consistently stay at that level. Um, but it yeah. sounds like both of you have that in common. Now, Matt, do you put, uh, do you take down notes? I do zero notes. <laughs> okay. I'm a, so, I mean, I'm a classic overthinker for everything. Um, and when I'm out there, if I'm, if I'm writing too much down, it's going to set itself too much in my head. But I'd say for 99% of the people taking notes is absolutely, it, it's going to benefit 99% of these from people. what you've said, Matt, it's almost like you're taking notes by the way you shoot because you're very, very laid out and specific the same every time. So mm -hmm. nothing changes. Where yeah. I so I'm more related to your shooting style where everything has to have a process. Mm -hmm. And because of that, it's, you know, the same every time where, you know, Foster and Rick, you know, really natural. They just pick it up and they run with it. So I would say you're not writing it down but it's never changing. So yeah. if, if we walk through it, it's probably this, 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 and this mm -hmm. every time. Would you agree? Yeah. Mine stays the same every single time, you know, year to year, I'm exactly the same place. And, you know, my routine, my warm up, every time I go out, it just kind of puts me in that zone, like puts me in the place that I was before, just kind of mentally reminds me why I'm there, what I'm doing. And since it's the, you know, same songs every single time. Yeah. Since it's, you know, the same thing, it's, you know, the same reminder year after year. And it just, it just so, happens to work for me. So Matt, on that note, what songs do you listen to? So before I go out shooting, I'm listening to kind of, you know, peaceful, quiet songs and then, you know, jazz, whatever. And then as soon as it's time to go out and shoot, it's the heaviest, fastest metal you can find. Getting it on. <laughs> so, right. 
Yeah. So like, it's like, it's like the preparation and then, and then it's go time. So, you know, get the breathing right and everything, you know, once that's done, you know, get the heavy metal going because that's the kind of music that I love and it'll just, I'll focus on the music and overthinking will kind of just take a back seat. Yeah. Yeah. So as long as I'm focusing on the loud, heavy, fast, screaming music going on in my ears, you know, I'm not going to be thinking too much about, you know, what about this angle or this hold point or whatever. It's just kind of you're blocking. It's, it out. it's my yeah. It's my way of forcing myself to just shoot naturally. Otherwise, otherwise it it all falls apart pretty quick. Now, Foster, what about you? Um, so I've done a little bit of everything. Like back in the day, I didn't listen to music. I was totally against it. Um, yeah. you know, and it was just like because internally, I could flip that switch, and this part was just ready to rock and roll, and like. I could focus so much. Yeah, I was just, I was completely focused on the target. Um, and it's changed a little bit over the years. So now I listen to more music. Uh, it's not Britney Spears, like Matt always says. Um, but Holly Barton is okay. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, but I listen to music um, and kind of the same thing. I mean, it varies from day to day, but for the most part, more rock metal, uh, Five Finger Death Punch, Breaking Benjamin. Bench sevenfold, all the, all the classics, all the good ones, um, bangers, but yeah, <laughs> but, uh, one thing I do, um, is I focus a lot on my breathing, uh, style and technique, like, like with what Matt said, he has his routine. Um, mm-hmm. when I'm out on the line shooting, um, I have a very specific routine of like my breathing and how that, uh, how that goes like in between the shots and like when I'm pulling up the shot and shooting, um, that part by itself, I think blocks out a lot of the mental of what could happen or, uh, getting cluttered. And so again, you just, you got to find what works for you. Mm-hmm. 100%. No, absolutely. Well, yeah, I, we, I get, think we get a we lot of people go all day talking with you guys, because normally we have one episode with one great shooter, obviously one episode with two, so we're just going to keep going and going. I think we need to have you guys on for another episode at some point in time. But before we get out of here, is there anyone that you guys would like to thank? Or is there anything that you guys would like to say in, in closing? Um, You know, we'd like to thank our sponsors, you know, Browning, Winchester, Dual, um, Guns Unlimited, uh, Onyx, White Flyer. We've been with L&M Shooting Lenses for quite some time. Um, you know, all these things kind of, you know, all the support from all these different, you know, companies and people that we've had over the years, that's all added up to a huge success for us. So, you know, thank you to all these people, you know, our parents, um, our dad, who is, you know, the world's (laughs) best mental coach. And like, I will fight anyone who says there's a better, better mental coach than him because he, he has coached us to like perfection for a long time. And it's it's been really great being able to uh, have that in our lives. And, you know, as far as it goes, thanks from me to Foster for always being there to uh, have someone to compete against, you know, even at the local level. So, yeah, I'm glad to cook steaks for you now that uh, you beat me all the time and I don't have to shoot off. So, <laughs> but no, um, thank you guys so much for having us on the show. It's been a lot of fun. Hopefully the listeners have uh, got a few tips from us. Um, uh, if there's anything ever that anyone wants to go over, 
Um, we have our website, trapshootingbros.com. We have blogs, photos, um, a lot of information on there. And you can always reach out to us there too, if you have any specific questions. Yeah, absolutely. And we'll get your, we'll get your info and we'll get it put up uh, when this goes live. So anybody can, you know, reach out to you guys, any questions, clinics, you know, uh, whatever it might be. Is that the best way to get a hold of your, your website? Yes. Okay. Okay. Awesome. We'll yep. make sure to post the link so that everyone has that available to them. And, um, you know, I, I know you guys do clinics, so I would recommend going and checking these yep. guys out because obviously they've got a wealth of knowledge. They've got rings. I mean, they're doing it differently than a lot of people are and they're having huge success. And you've got one eye and you've got two eye in the same clinic. That's very, very rare. Uh, you know, and, and I think that's just a huge, huge value for people looking to set their game up. So, uh, we would like to thank our show sponsors, uh, Remington, also Winning Stockworks, uh, Shot Tracker, and our favorite RM shooting clinics, Ricky Morphy Jr. I mean, go, go take a lesson because he knows more than I do. And most than more people out there, maybe not Matt and Foster as a, as a team, but on one person, he's pretty good. I mean. So we we appreciate you guys well, we, coming out and 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 spending this time with us and sharing this information with our listeners and uh, and we look forward to, to hearing from you again. So have a fabulous season. Good luck on the family and and thank you very much. Absolutely, hey, thanks you as well. Thanks yeah, you guys. Thanks guys. Appreciate it. Have a good day. You too.